Welcome to TLC for the Soul podcast, where soul meets spirit. You have entered into sacred space. I'm your host, Tammy Lynn Chambers, and I'm here to help you shine. Now let's get going on this podcast journey. Hello, friends. Hello, and welcome to day two of 777, our experiential workshop for soul, (laughs) I forgot what we called it, like soul scrubbing and restoration. Um, Got a quiet house this morning. Oh my gosh. And there is still a blizzard outside, seriously. So it like let up yesterday a little bit. The sun came out just a tiny bit, but it's back again. It's super gusty wind, snow flying everywhere. Uh, eh, eh, No comment. (laughs) Um, so we're not outside, needless to say, but I want to thank you all for joining me here. If you're new to the show, to the podcast or the YouTube family, welcome in, settle in. Um, this is day two. I always say these workshops, they can stand alone, meaning you don't have to listen to them, you know, day one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, you can pick and choose, or you can choose the full immersion, I don't know, call it the full immersion experience, and, and listen to the whole seven days in a row, and kind of wrap yourself in this sacred container of seeing what's going to come up. So if you are returning family member, welcome, welcome back. Welcome back, friends. I just want to see what I wrote for this. I don't want to hear it. We wrote, this guide described this seven-day boot camp as a spiritual soul scrubbing and renewal. Use this workshop as a springboard anytime new energies are emergent in your field. We are recording this over the powerful and once-in-a-lifetime Jupiter-Neptune conjunction Pisces and the pink full moon in Libra, and thus this 777 workshop holds the potency of those energies within its sacred container. So if you missed day one, we worked with the energies and spirits of my upcoming book, Powerball, which we're going to, we've intuitively um, selected another channeled chapter to take a look at today as part of day two, which is (laughs) called, the guys have called it, take a walk on the wild side. So I don't know where this is going to go, although I do know that I'm kind of not in front of the camera just because... I, I, I really, when I'm teaching, like to get up and move about more. So um, I'm kind of moving about, moving and up and kind of have a standing desk going on here. We also worked with um, the spirit guides who are overlighting this workshop. So let's get them all in place. So let's get you all in sacred space before we take this any further. So I'm going to wrap us all in love, light and light love. Inviting in the guides who overlight this show, Archangel Michael, Archangel Metatron, our star family and friends. We've been working with the Pleiadians, but there's new guides coming in. Um, Okay, (laughs) they're being very adamant. So let me just say I did actually, I always open the container before I actually even start recording. So technically it was already open, but so that you all feel like it's open and you're gathered here with me, you know, we set the intention. We're all in the space together. 
we're all um, kind of one heart, one mind, one what we're not really necessarily one soul, but we're a one heart and one mind souls gathered together here for the purpose of wanting to, you know, whatever your intention was, because part of day one was setting the intention for what you wanted to get out of this, this workshop. So I took all the cards that we drew on day one and I set up an altar space for them. And interestingly enough, and I'll, I'll shoot a little picture of that too. So we'll do some behind the scenes stuff on the show. But interestingly enough, um, they ended up, when I placed them down, going in a circle. And I think there was actually seven cards seven messages. And so I thought, okay, so for each remaining workshop day, we'll pull one of those, we'll intuitively pull one of those cards and see what we want to work with. Um, it feels very shamanic today. Um, it feels like um, day one was kind of rooting in and grounding in our intentions, working within the root chakra. Today is feels more of a sacral chakra day. Um, it feels very shamanic. So before I um, started the recording of this episode, um, I was guided to call in the four directions, which I typically don't always do unless we're doing some sort of shamanic journey or something. So I was, I was guided to call in the four directions. So we have earth, air, fire, water, um, all here holding sacred space for us, holding this circle for us as we do this work on today's show. Now, when I call these experientials, it means that the energies carry forth just not just for the moments that you're listening to the recording, but through the rest of your day and possibly more more than likely into your dream time, if that is your intention. So you have free will choice. You have control over how, you know, the boundaries you set around what you want the work of this workshop to encompass. If you want to just go all out take a walk on the wild side, maybe that's where this is going, then, um, then, you know, you just kind of allow it all in. And a big thing that came up during day one was serendipity and synchronicity, um, following me through the episode and kind of showing itself very strongly. So, um, if you're part of this whole seven day workshop, then throughout the entire time that you listen, day one through day seven, um, you know, that will kind of carry forward as well. Now, these Hopi elders are just really trying to like push themselves into this episode. So I'm going to, I'm going to let them come kind of sit in here with us because I'm not, I'm just kind of being introduced to this. So I don't want it to kind of take over this reading, but you guys are welcome to come sit and join and just share your vibe with us for now. Um, this morning before the show started, um, the Hopi prophecy was kind of shared with me um, through something else that I was listening to, and I know it has to. I know it has to do with a lot of things. It's very deep, and it's probably more than just. It doesn't really have anything to do with this day six, or maybe it does, but I think it's some work that we can do moving forward just to talk more about that. But it at a high level, they're saying it does kind of play into this show because the card that we were also pulled to work with today, where did you go? Oh, here you are. I'm going to light a little sage too, but the card that I was pulled to guided to pull out of the little circle 
And here I bring in sage. I don't typically always bring in sage either. So I'm saging us, etherically saging us. Um, the card there was the woman card. And the woman card was from my deck, Shaman's Drum. Ha ha, shamanic. And it's, it's a picture of like, it's just a picture of like a girl, but all you really see is like her braid, her hair in a braid. And the card is woman, sister, teacher, she who loves me. So you could resonate with any or all of those. And we're going to see where this goes. Okay. So, okay, but you guys are giving me terms that I don't know what they all mean without having to look some of them up. So hold on one second. That's a book. Or is this relevant? They're just saying keep going. Okay, so they so when I was saying that, they were showing they were saying the red badge of courage, which I'm like, okay, what is that? I'm not familiar with that. Apparently it's a book among other things it could be something else but the book itself was the red badge of courage is a war novel by american author stephen crane taking place during the american civil war the story is about a young private of the union army henry fleming who flees from the field of battle um the red badge of courage literally is a bloody wound received by soldiers in war. Metaphorically, the red badge signals courageousness. Henry, the person in the book, I guess, wishes he could have one because it would prove that he was brave rather than cowardly enough to run away from a battle. Lovely. Okay. So that's coming in. And let's just come back here. Let's come back to the page of Powerball that they want me to read from today. So I'm gonna, we're going to tie all these things together, I think. So red badge, of cur red badge of Courage is just has to do with courageousness. We have the woman card. This braid is really standing. It's a red braid I don't, on the card. I don't know why that's significant. But the, let's just settle in for a minute. Let's take a deep breath because we're going to read from this little excerpt from Powerball. And there's always metaphors in here that kind of tie into the other things that were being shown. So this is chapter five. So when we started the, when we started on day one, we were reading from chapter one of this book. And now we're at chapter five called The Dark Woods. So let's see. Tulane trotted and, and sidestepped and galloped along at the coursing of his master his destination a projection within his mind, as his master, Hyperseth, followed along a different path with young Magdalene in tow. Okay, so Hyperseth is the creator of the Powerball. Tulane is his magical horse. Magdalene is Grimelda Ravenclaw's sister. And Hyperseth just kind of show, showed up. Shimonehati, here I go again with the tongue-tiedness. Showed up at the drag castle dragonshire and pretty much spirited megdalen away because he realized he was in love with her 
So Magdalene's in tow. She says, let me go or I'll... A clamp was placed over her mouth. Although it didn't feel rigid, it appeared to be made of something fairy spun, but was quite adept at keeping her from saying another word. She turned this way and that, trying to see her captor, but Hyperseth only allowed to be seen what was needed. Right now he was hidden in a dark cloak with the hood pulled low down. Oh, I'm getting chills. However, he didn't want to appear evil or dark, only commanding as he shushed her. It will be all right now, he said softly, working to quickly get them both out of Dragonshire jurisdiction and into the dark woods. His instructions had been to meet an elder fay of Katana at the dark junction juncture between the two lands, but when he entered the forest outscapes, all he could see were the tall conifers and the sight of gilded Tulane up ahead with the powerball. At the least he had made it safely, Hyperseth thought, although the plan and his magic had been foolproof. Megdalen squirmed under the bonds of the magic lasso, and even though she was traveling in the wake of fairy magic, she felt under the weather. She had been fooled and, worst of all, kidnapped. She had allowed the Powerball to be hijacked, and even worse, she had let the elders of Castle Dragonshire down. They might not even bother to try and rescue her, she thought with dismay. Oh, and I was thinking of Rapunzel when I saw that braid on that card. This feels like Rapunzel in the castle. Holy I feel like we're going to get a lot of fairy light language coming through. Yeah, this feels very dawning. All right. Because the witch's point, because witch's pointed hat or not, she had failed, failed the school, her sister, and even herself. Was her magic and intuition so faulty that she couldn't see this coming? Oh, you guys, there's so many freaking metaphors here. She was beating herself up, although unbeknownst to her, no single witch or even the whole coven of Dragonshire could have foretold this dark deed. For this had been a plan many lifetimes in the making. Long since the days of old Grimald and the labyrinth had this plan been set in motion. You see, no one, not even the most powerful earth being, could actually capture one from the stars. And even though it had taken many moons to reach this moment, old Grimald had lived to see a new day and a new life. He's hyperset now, his past life, old Grimald. He would even live again to take on his old wife. And together, their love could awaken an even more powerful vortex and with that vortex and the Powerball, they would both return home again. They want me to keep going. The dark wood was quiet. So apparently this chapter is supposed to invoke, okay, this chapter itself is kind of the healing for this day two. So we might go into it deeper, but they want me to keep going. Together their love could awaken an even more powerful vortex, and with that vortex and the powerball, they would both return home again. The darkwood was quiet, and old Grimald, now Hyperseth, caught up with Tulane. The lords of the Isle of Man Abbey had been watching intently on their own scrying device, and having been made powerless to intervene, could only see what had come to pass from a lifetime of wishes made so long ago. 
Old Grimmauld would have his way after all. The bad lands would be converted to a golden land, and the lords of the Isle of Man, the Fay of Katana, and the elders of Dragonshire wouldn't be able to do a darn thing about it. Or could they? <laughs> okay, so... Oh, God, so much here. So I always say when we read these chapters that you guys call in your own intuitive guidance, your own guides to help pull out any metaphors that are meaningful to you. Because just like, you know, card readings and other stuff like that, you know, uh, when it's kind of a general, not a personalized um, reading or <clears throat> divination, then maybe 100% of what's here, you know, doesn't apply. But there are things I think that do so much. Um, we have Magdalene feeling trapped, um, feeling unable to do anything about her situation. We have this, um, we have Hyperseth coming in very mysteriously cloaked. This is an activation. They're saying this is love language. Okay, I don't know. It's just day, day two. Just go with it. It's helping clear your sacral. So it could be anything needing to be cleared. It doesn't have to necessarily be sexual healing because one of the things, hold on, I have to just interject here. One of the things that the Beltane, Merfolk Beltane couple, that was our guides that were kind of overlighting this. One of the things they were coming in with was sexual healing. And it may not necessarily be that. It may be something else in the chakra that needs to clear in order to help move you forward right now. So let's let this love language come through and just take a deep breath. This is a healing, so you have to choose to accept it. But here we go. Oh, my throat. Hold on. This is all part of it, you guys. This sacral. <coughs> is connected to the throat. Anything that happens in sacred space is part of what's, you know, something that needs to be said. Oh, my God. Okay. I'm trying to go into the sacral and it's the sacral and the throat here are so intertwined. Whatever needs to be cleared from the sacral is really impacting your throat chakra. Like I just went in to do the light language and my throat felt like it didn't feel black. It felt like all these pinpricks and dry air were like in there. Like I couldn't even get the words out. And I do recall, um, Magdalene, I'm going to come back to the light language, but Magdalene couldn't speak. They had put a fairy clamp over her mouth and she was trying to talk and she couldn't say anything and she felt trapped. Oh my gosh. Are right, you guys, this is past life stuff that we need to work with here. Okay. But there's this love language. This is different things for, for all of you, but I think that whatever it is that's clearing from you, is keeping you from speaking your love 
yeah, that's what it is. It's keep, fuck. It's keeping you from speaking your love language. Mm. So that means being able to say how you feel to another, they're saying, without fear. All right, let's try this again. <laughs> let's try it again. So first of all, release. Let's take a deep breath and let's relax. All we're doing is taking old programming out of the chakra. If it does, if you do, you know, feel some emotions around that or feel some, um, like, let's let go of resistance. It's not anything. It's just emotions. It's just past life programming. It's just energy. Okay. Let's pull back from a little, little bit so that we can release whatever it is and let it go. So if you're getting a feeling of something coming up, whether it's a ball of emotion or whether you're actually getting visions of something that may be a little scary that needs to be cleared, rise above that a little bit, move that thought form out, see it as a bubble of something that needs to be cleared, move it out of that chakra kind of in front of you. And we're going to disintegrate that. Um, we're going to call in the violet, oh, my heart, get it. call in the violet flame. And we're going to, um, we're going to work with that a little bit. So it's okay. Everything's fine. Let's just dig a little deeper. Just, we've got a lot of support here in this container. So let's just not be scared by what's coming up. And let's like, um, I think one of our cards for this um, workshop was get over it. And so let's just get over this hump, this little hump together because once we clear it, um, yeah, once we clear it, you get to move forward and you may not, you know, you might be stuck anymore with your, this clamp over your mouth. Holy crap. Okay, let's keep going. Right. 
do I read that chapter from Powerball again? I can't even find it. Mm. Mm. All right. Where do you want me to go next? They're saying, let's take a moment. <laughs> let's just take a moment. Now, that might have brought up a lot of stuff out. So I want to make sure that we're disintegrating that and disposing of that correctly. So whatever came out there, um, our intention is that that goes into the violet fire to be disintegrated. Disintegrated, disintegrated. I'm walking a little bit because... <laughs> These tears, I need a tissue. <laughs> All right. A card. All right. They want me to draw a card. Hold on. I need this tissue first. Holy smokes. All right. Okay. Let's take a moment. All right. So they want me to go to... Loveland Oracle. So I am working on a new deck. It's called Loveland. And what do you want me to, want me to do? Okay, they're saying one, two, three, down. Okay, so the card that we got <coughs> from Loveland, and this is yet to be released. I'm still in the middle of it. <laughs> I love how for this workshop, it's all this work that's yet, yet to be released. Better get to work, Tammy. <laughs> Maybe this blockage will help me get back to work again. Because uh, Powerball, we got to work with Powerball. All right, so the card we got is called The Body. And as a girl, she's kneeling. She's kneeling kind of like in hero pose in yoga, if you're familiar with hero pose. And <clears throat> she's got a Merkaba around her, which the Merkaba came up today as well in something I was listening to. But it says, your physical body... Require self-care and rest at this time. You are experiencing no, no, you are experiencing a time of renewal and light body upgrades. Be gentle with yourself. So we have hero pose. Is there anything else we need to go into with that chapter five? They're saying no. So let me just check in here. All right, so I think, let me just ask these guys, is there anything else? They're saying that's all. So this is a shorter day two. Um, lots of metaphors in the reading. The woman card coming out as being important. Sister, teacher, she who loves me. And when I made this, I will just point out when I made this card, um, I wanted to put sister teacher, she who loves me, and they had me move the word me down to be by itself. So it's sister teacher, she who loves and me. So that may be important for some of you. Um, but I think that that is also be gentle with yourself. This is the end of, this is day two. The physical body is coming up at this time. It's needing some integration time. And so we will probably won't record tomorrow. We'll probably um, do day three 
um, what, where am I at? This is Thursday. The day after tomorrow, so that'd be Saturday, my time. If you're following these when they drop, um, we'll, we'll give you some integration time. Um, what else? Yep, that's it. All right, friends. Thank you all so much for joining me. We will see you all again soon for day three of 777. Take care. Thank you for listening to this podcast. It has been brought to you by the Bringers of the Light, an etheric group of higher light beings focused on service to Gaia, humanity, and the self as it pertains to the spiritual journey. So they are here to support you on your path to love and to working with others. Thank you so much for joining us. Take care.